WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Ghost here on this cold and rainy October night. Matt Costa, can you believe it? We're on the air in October. When, when was the last time this happened? That's a rarity. We're not usually on. It is. And those, uh, normally the... cursed baseball fans <laughs> screw us over every year. Well, the, the Red Sox did us a favor and, and they dropped out early. So uh, it's bad news for, for Red Sox fans, which of course we count ourselves as. But it's, uh, it's good news for the paranormal fans because that means Spooky South Coast will be here every Saturday night pretty much from now until forever talking with you about the paranormal and uh we have two full hours to do so we did our time this summer you know we unlike past years where we kind of skipped some shows if we knew that we were going to go on late or whatever i mean we were here we did 20 minute shows we did 15 minute shows we had that uh that 12 minute tribute to john keel when he died so uh, (laughs) we uh we suffered through it so now you're going to suffer through two full hours of us each and every Saturday night the rest of the way. <laughs> and the phones are ringing right at the top of the show, which, when was the last time that happened? I didn't say that we had no. a psychic on tonight, did I? No. No. I think the last time it happened, it was our first show, and they were wondering why, who we were. Yeah. Why we... What are you guys doing? Where's There's no lights in the tunnel. Where's Tom Martino, the troubleshooter? <laughs> All right, let's 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 take the call, see what's going on. Good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? Hi, Tim. It's Mark from Easton. How are you doing? All right, how are you? I'm good, but... I can't get you online or on Justin TV, only on the phone. Oh, we don't have the Justin TV running um, because uh, technical difficulties. We showed up two minutes before the show. That's the uh, <laughs> It's technically difficult to get things going with uh, such little time. So uh, we haven't really turned that on, but the online streaming, um, I don't know why that's not on. So I'm going to actually have Matt Costa step out of the studio for a minute and go out and yeah, check. Yeah, because I'm only getting the regular WBSM, but it's not you guys. You're getting... You, you're getting WBSM over the computer, though? Yeah. Okay, that's probably just a, a... That'll be fixed with a simple switch flip, hopefully. Okay. Because, uh, you know, a little inside radio stuff here. Uh, there's uh, there's these switches that cut off what's being broadcast on the station so that we don't accidentally run Major League Baseball games over the Internet or anything. So I think I uh, that was probably turned off for something that was going on today. No? Switches on? Nah. Hmm. Well, maybe it'll catch up. Maybe it's just behind. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I was going to say, you know, uh, there's always the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely listen to that anyway. All right. All right. Well, have a good show. Thank you very much. Take it easy. Bye. That's that's also something that hasn't happened in a while where we've had a problem with the stream. So uh, hopefully that'll work itself out and we'll be able to figure it out. We're not privy to that kind of information around here, though. You know what I mean? No, that's on a need-to-know basis. And we don't need to know. Apparently not. <laughs> We're the only show that broadcasts over the Internet, really. We're the only one that has a has a huge Internet fan base. So it doesn't matter if, if we know or not. All right, well, moving on. 
<laughs> we have a guest in the studio with us tonight. We have Wayne Morrison, who you all know as the head of the Rock for Christmas Foundation. He's the one who hung out with us last November when we were here talking about Rock for Christmas right before the event. And uh, we, we spoke to Eddie Money that night. We spoke to the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. We talked to just a number of people that are involved with helping you put on the event each year. And I know that it's coming up again uh, there's a local date right here in New Bedford. Well, we're in Fairhaven, but right here in New Bedford this year for all the local audience to get out. Why don't we get the information out to people now so they can start making plans? Well, good evening, everybody, and thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate the uh, the time here yeah, with you. Our door is always open. We have to, like, flip switches and turn locks and use bags. Yeah, to open it's almost like we broke in here tonight to get this going. <laughs> we almost uh, had to once, though. <laughs> and I'm sure it won't be the last time. No, not at all. But, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things are going on. Um, I just uh, met one of my newest best friends, uh, Butch Patrick, who are doing some stuff together over at the Seaport Inn, which is actually uh, an alternative venue for uh, Rock for Christmas this year, which I'm, I'm kind of excited about doing some work over there. And next Saturday night on the 24th, if any of these viewers want to come hang out with us, we're going to be uh, – at the Seaport Inn on the Fairhaven Bridge there, uh, doing the Halloween bash. And from 4 to 8, we have a car show. And anybody who uh, either decorates their car or dresses up as if they were Eddie Monster, <laughs> get in free. So, Do you have uh, to wear the shorts, too? Well, you come come close to some kind of resemblance <laughs> of, of Eddie So uh So that's kind of fun. You know, things are happening over there. And... Uh, as a matter of fact, right now going on over there is a, um, a fireman's ball type of situation. They're uh, doing a fundraiser to um, buy a truck that um, actually escorts any of uh, the fallen firefighters. Yeah, so it's, it's, there's, it's still going on right now. It's going on until midnight. So if you want to get over there and, and you know check out what's going on, uh, you can still get an Octopus's Garden. A Beatles, Beatles tribute band is playing. Well, they're uh, absolutely absolutely incredible band. They they sound great. And it's not just a bunch of guys playing Beatles rock band because that's what I would have done. I would have just played Beatles. You would have brought the toy in. And, I'm, I'm pretty and good. Pretended. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. But well, uh, it's not it, a toy. It's a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that yeah. is going on though. This, the the firefighter benefit is going on until midnight. Tickets are twenty dollars as a cash bar. Uh, so you can get over there and, and check it out. It's uh, the District Fire Chief Gerald Nado Memorial Foundation. So uh, it's a it's a nonprofit foundation to help restore a fire engine to carry fallen firefighters, as Wayne said. Octopus's Garden is over there playing. It's going on until midnight. You know, you can always catch the show on podcast. Normally, we're not, you know, it's bad business in radio to say, well, turn off the radio and go to this event and, <laughs> and check us out on podcast later. But when it's for a cause such as this. We yeah, and it, and it really is a good cause. We, you know, you know, uh, from knowing me for a few years now, we do nothing but good causes, and <laughs> <laughs> that's a way of life for us. But, um, but yeah, if they go over there and check out uh, the situation, ask for Bob or Carolyn, and uh, tell them Wayne sent you. <laughs> make, the, make this happen. Next week's event, uh, as you mentioned before, it's uh, the Seaport Inn's Eddie Munster's first annual car show and holiday bash. Uh, again, the car show is from four to eight, and that's for all ages. And then the Munster Party from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's for 21 and over. ID will be required. You can sing to Skaraoke, dance to Abbey Normal Band, costume contest first prize is $500, scream queen, queen contest. If you need anybody to come over and judge that, I'd be happy to. Eddie Munster lookalike, you know, we're kind of celebrities in this thing ourselves, you know. 
<laughs> Eddie Munster lookalike contest, as you mentioned, and much more. Tickets are on sale, $15 in advance, $20 at the door. 508-997-1281 is the number. Seaportinandmarina.com for more information. Uh, so that's where you can go. And hopefully we're going to talk to Butch sometime. I know he's uh, he's kind of away for a yeah, few he's, days. But... He, yeah, he's over in Mexico working right now, and um, we're having a little communication difficulty. But uh, he's here with us in spirit and, uh, and you know. Maybe his cell phone caught swine flu. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll, we will keep trying to get in touch with him during the, the course of the show. We'll talk more about this event coming up uh, as well as he's going to be working with you on the Rock for Christmas shows. Yeah, he's my celebrity MC coming to all the events. Um, we also, as you mentioned, Eddie Money's coming back again this season. And, uh, you know, my guys here, the counterfeiters, we, uh, we're backing them up again, so we're all excited about that. We have... Uh, Ernie and the Automatics coming with Barry Goudreau and Sib Hashian from Boston playing and with Ernie Bach. And, uh, Ernie's a good friend of this show. He's been right. on a few times with us. Absolutely. And uh, Michael Antunes from John Cafferty and oh, Beaver yeah. Brown. So, uh, tunes. That, yeah, the tunes. He's uh, So it's a really exciting thing that we have going on this year. Also, Joey Mullen from Badfinger coming in. And, uh, you know, No Matter What and <laughs> Baby Blue and Day After Day, all his hits. Uh, Kelly Keeling. Who's sung for Michael Shanker Group, um, Blue Murder, Trans Siberian Orchestra? He's actually doing dates now with Jason Bonham for his 20th anniversary. Oh, cool! And uh, so that's really exciting. And friend of the shows and rock for Christmas for many years now is Terry Luce from XYZ. So, and I can tell you, I mean, I didn't because of work commitments. I didn't get to the shows last year, but I did get to hang out with you guys during the rehearsals. Yeah, the rehearsals, and we had fun. That was great, and I can just, if that energy carries over to these shows, it's something that people don't want to miss, that's for sure. And the website has all the information. It's uh, it's up to date with what's been confirmed for so far. It, yeah, it's quite up to date, and, you know, it's updated daily now, you know, as things happen and progress. So uh, that's the www.rock, the number 4, xmas.com. And it's linked right up on SpookySouthCoast.com, too, under the past past guest links, right, Matt? Yep. If not, you better get it. I will. And we do have an, our third CD coming out. That I'm very thankful to our buddy Matt over there. He's helped out with a lot of the graphic design and, and putting that together. But uh, it's kind of a hit CD for Rock for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um we actually, as the counterfeiters, just recorded a new Christmas song that Eddie sang on and uh, has all the old favorites from Cheap Trick and uh, Robert Fleischman from Journey and uh, Paul Shertino from Quiet Riot, Terry Loose, Joey Mullen, all these people are, are on this uh, this newest release. So. And I know that the, the past CDs have been a, a big hit with everybody i played them for, so... People are going to want to get out and get these right away. We, we played some of the songs last year on the show, and I'm sure we'll do so again this year. And there's a paranormal connection, right, Matt? There is. There's uh, our own Jeff Belander, who uh, yeah, has Jeff, a uh, song. The, the haunted, uh, haunted Christmas Tree. Yeah. Well, the haunt, yeah. Is it, right? my, my Christmas tree is haunted. My Christmas tree, yeah. Something, <laughs> something. I knew it was I knew I, it was a haunted tree. I played the song for you, but I didn't give you the title. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jeff I haven't seen the artwork completed yet, so... Well, you will. We, 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 we've got computers here. We've, uh, we have the technology. Yeah, we can make it happen. Jeff is, uh, actually at the, uh, the Mass Mystery Weekend, uh, tonight with our own Matt Moniz, who's, uh, out there. I know that he's kind of serving as like a, uh, 
sergeant at arms to to throw people out that are causing problems. But I think he's also given a discussion too, and he, he's part of the panel from last night's UFO show, and he he's been contributing as much as he can. We'll check in with him later on and just find out what was going on there. There's still the mass mystery tour tomorrow, and as far as I know, there may be a few spots available. I'm sure after tonight though. Uh, that's probably not the case, but we'll find out later on when we talk to Matt Moniz. Also, we'll take your calls all night long. 508 996 0500 1877 996 1420. Got to get that toll free number into my head. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take your emails. Spooky crew at spookysouthcoast.com. And we're just going to throw the phone lines open, really, because we, we, we didn't really plan much for tonight because we didn't think we were going to be here. We figured we were going to get at least one round or two out of the Red Sox, and there'd be no hope. And we're like, well, maybe the week before Halloween we can get on the air. But you know, to have pretty much every show in October is uh, it's a fir- it's the first time it's ever happened to us here. So uh, we don't really know what to do. We're used to like running out to conferences and going to like haunted hay rides and all that kind of stuff. And uh, now we have to actually come in and work. But we're happy to do it. We're happy to talk with you about the paranormal. Well, and you poor guys, you got stuck with me. <laughs> that's all right. There's, there's much worse places we could be on a Saturday night than hanging here with you. That, that's a fact. And much worse trouble we could get into. All right, why don't we take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the paranormal here on Spooky South Coast. Yeah, there we go. Hey, you know, in in preparation for for Butch Patrick possibly joining us, and again, hopefully he can. But uh, he is uh, he is a little tied up, and who knows what the cell phone situation is. With yeah, there's definitely and, a communication dilemma going on at the moment. It's but we'll definitely have him on at, at some point to to help promote Rock for Christmas next month. Keep it marked on your calendars, folks. The middle of next month, right before the Thanksgiving holiday that's when we're going to have our rock for christmas show to start letting everybody know about all the different dates the different acts ways that you can help uh and are you looking for volunteers now Wayne? i always want volunteers i want anybody to be involved that that has an inkling to be involved and you know if you uh if you want to donate something or do a food drive or a clothing drive or you know whatever whatever somebody wants to do we want to accept the help and funnel it through to another uh, nonprofit organization that that's actively helping people through the holidays. And I'm going to put out the call for all of our paranormal friends, all of our paranormal investigators, everybody that's out there that's that's got a few extra bucks to spare, a few extra hours to spare, find a way to contribute. Uh, I know one thing you can always use is frequent flyer miles, right? Absolutely. That that's a big thing. We always need flights to get the stars in and, you know, technical help in that that uh, works on that level. Uh, also, we're looking for raffle and auction items. Um, 
basically anything. I, you know, we want help. I'm, I'm not fussy about how anybody can help. You can help just by buying a ticket. Tickets are normally around twenty dollars. I mean, might be twenty five this year just to help cover some of the extra costs. Sure. And, but uh, you know, low. It's a low dose show for. You know, just an incredible night, and it's four or five hours of show for and free to, money. And to see these performers in an in a in an intimate setting, and to be able to to walk away with the feeling that not only did you see a great show, but you did something to help help some kids in the holiday season. Well, and as you know from meeting them last year, I mean, these guys all take the time to talk to the fans that are there and do pictures with them and sign autographs. I mean, it's. It's more than just going to a concert. It's it's a, it's an experience. It's it's you can get to meet Eddie Money and feel like Kevin James does when he gets to meet. Eddie. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, in now this event coming up though this this next week uh, at the Seaport Inn. Uh, that's next Saturday. That's the uh, Halloween party, the car show and holiday bash with Butch Patrick. You know him better as Eddie Munster, but you know I I still like to think of him as uh, the guy from Lidsville. <laughs> well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask him about was, you know, the the chance to work with some of the great actors that he's worked with. I mean, he's he's done stuff with looking at the list of people he's worked with. He's worked with, uh, you know, Walter Brennan. He's worked with Clint Eastwood. He's worked with, uh, he's done stuff. Charles Nelson Riley. Huh? I mean, <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley, you don't understand, is like a god to this man. Oh yeah, this man to my right, <laughs> he loves him some Charles Nelson. He's Riley. hilarious. Yes, and then Paul Lynn. And he worked with Paul Lynn, too. Paul Lynn was on the Monsters. So, uh, it, it, I mean, really, he's like the Kevin Bacon of of, uh, of his time. But uh, We're really kind of dating ourselves with this show, aren't we? Not me, man. I, I didn't watch it first run. I watched it on Nick at Night. <laughs> <laughs> TV Land. No, I mean, I, I remember, you know, whatever channel it was, whether it was Nick at Night or 56 or whatever, whoever was running it at the time, they always paired the monsters with the Adams family, and I didn't realize that even back when they were first run on on the networks, they did the same exact thing. They they pair the two shows together. And did you know though that the monsters was consistently the higher rated program of the two? I did not. I would not have expected that. I don't, for some reason I thought that uh, you know the the Adams family was more the successful of the two, but no, it was the monsters. They were the higher rated show, and I've got all kinds of monster facts here. And uh, we can actually do some monster trivia because Wayne's brought in a few prizes that we can give away. Yeah, we want to thank uh, Bob and Carolyn over at the Seaport Inn, too. They gave us some goodie bags here. With Not only are they a cool bag, but uh, hats and T-shirts and cups and stuff are inside it. So, so uh, we've, we've got two of those to give away, and I've got at least two monster trivia questions right now. And I, I want to throw a few of them out to you guys, too. Um, Maybe we should make them answer the best three out of five or something. To- I don't have that many questions, <laughs> but uh, it. All right, Th- this one's kind of uh, this one. This one's really uh, some of these were going to be trivia questions. I wanted to ask Butch because I wanted to see how well he remembered. But uh, so I got to keep him away from the podcast so you can ask him stuff. <laughs> no, no, well, I'm sure he knows anyway. But uh, oh, also one, one of the other acts that he worked with, the Monkees. He was on the Monkees holiday. Oh yeah, special. we were talking about that the other day. That's that's huge for me. I'm, I love the monkeys the way Matt loves Charles Nelson Riley. So, although not in that way. Yeah, not in that way. <laughs> but not so much. <laughs> All right. Well, here, here, here's a question for you. All right, Wayne, you, you're a fan of the show, Grandpa. Al Grandpa Lewis. He played the character of Grandpa Munster. But do you know what Grandpa's real name was? No, I don't. His name was Sam Dracula. I didn't know that until I was putting these show notes together. <laughs> Matt, what was the address of the of the Munster's home? 
1313 Mockingbird Lane. Right, and, and it was in the Mockingbird Heights neighborhood. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's Butch right there. I am so sorry. That's okay. That's good radio. Shall I answer it on the air then? <laughs> Probably not, but if you want to take it, no, you can. I don't want to okay. really take that. All right, and uh, let's see. No, I'm really busy on the air on the radio right now, so I really don't want to answer the call. But um, All right. I'm sure they'll understand. All right, here's here's a question. The first question that I'm going to throw out for for a prize for one of these Seaport Inn prize packs. The house that the the monsters lived in, uh, it's actually a very famous house in Hollywood. It's, it's been known for many years as the Maxim House before it became known as the Monster Mansion. But it was actually used in a number of different films. Uh, it was first used in a film in the early 40s uh, with Don Amici, and it was used in numerous TV shows. It was on Alfred Hitchcock Presents. It's been used so many times over. Uh, the, the program Shirley, starring Shirley Jones in the 70s, uh, I'm just trying to think of where else it, it had been seen. Oh, it was, uh, it was in the neighborhood of that that classic, The Burbs. It was in that movie as well. And it's still on TV today. After falling in disrepair in the 80s and, and kind of almost being on the verge of being condemned, it was resurrected for a television show that's airing right now on the ABC network. Well, not right now, but it's on tomorrow night. And if you know the name of the TV show that The Monster House is appearing on now, you call in and give us the correct answer, 508-996-0500-1877-996-1420. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll even be generous and we'll just take a guess, and a guess will be good enough. But if you can tell me what TV show The Monster House is on now, it might be a little bit of a tricky question because it does not look the same, obviously. Uh, they cleaned it up quite a bit. Or if they were listening and actually know the network that you told them that it was, that it was playing on. The- <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so few primetime shows these days. You know, that uh, it's not the Jay Leno show, so that eliminates half of NBC's primetime lineup. <laughs> but in uh, one of the other things that I was always uh, impressed with was, of course, the, the cars that the monsters had. And I, I always knew that there was two. I knew that there was the, uh, what would they call the, the first car? The, uh, I got it written down. Is it a roadster? That well, was done? yeah, I'm just taking a look over the notes. I don't see it, but it was... The Drago? No, no, the, the Drago... I didn't realize that the first car that they had was uh, more of the more of the hot rod, not the, the one made out of the coffin, the Dragula, but the other one, the one that kind of looked like one of those old, old-fashioned old hearses. What, what ended up happening is they lost that, and uh, they had to win it back in a race. The Monster Coach, that's it, the Monster, Monster Coach. Coach. Yes, they lost that, so they had to win it back in a race. So Grandpa built the Dragula. <laughs> and he used that to win it back. And then the Dragula became, like, the more predominant monster car, and it was used in Monster Go Home and all that stuff. So, I mean, I had known that there was two cars, but I didn't know the evolution of, of why there was two. So it's just the, the fascinating stuff that I found out just doing preparation for the show that I, I'd kind of forgotten about it or didn't know to begin with. And Wayne, you've been hanging out with Butch all week now. And yeah, but he's my newest best friend. I just talk to him like a real guy. I don't, I don't talk to him about the TV Well, show. he doesn't have the widow's peak, so uh, you don't even think of him as being the same guy. But uh, but you and him have similar interests. You're both very into music. Absolutely. And, and he had a very successful underground band for quite some time. Yeah, I, I was actually just talking to him about that too, and I guess um, Howard Stern just played his uh, his Halloween song on, on his show not long ago, and uh, I haven't a- actually had the privilege of hearing it yet, but I understand it's a it's a pretty hip song. All right, well we have uh, via email uh, we do have a, a guess as to the 
the name of the show that the Monster House is is now appearing on today. Uh, this comes from Mike, who uh, is going to have to send me all of his his name, address, phone number, uh, date of birth, all that stuff because he won, and I want to put it down on the prize sheet. The name of the show is Desperate Housewives. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show. I never have. No. But I'm I'm aware of what it is, and and I'm that, aware of it. I might have seen something in channel surfing, but uh. in that neighborhood, <laughs> one of the houses is the monster house. It's been cleaned up, and there's pictures of it online. You can find it and, and see how it goes. So, Mike, send me all your information. You have won one of these Seaport Inn prize packs. They'll be here at the studio for you to pick up. And we have a call on the line, so let's go right to that. Good evening, you're on Spook. Hello. I'm sorry, you. We've already, yeah, much. we've already taken the, that, that lady was going to guess, I know. All right, well, why don't we give away the other one with another trivia question. <clears throat> and, hmm, how deep do we want to go with this? We want to give this to a real serious Monsters fan. We want to make sure that this goes to somebody who, who uh, is a fan of the program. On the very last episode of the Monsters, now, the Monsters was a successful program at the time, but it was also in black and white, which was a problem when color TV shows started picking up. But it was probably great for the makeup artists because they didn't have to worry so much about making them, you know, appear green or white or whatever color their character was. But the original pilot was in color. And when they decided to, to put it on the air full time, they did it in black and white. But anyway, as color TV was becoming more popular... This hot new show that came out that was in living color stole away a lot of the thunder of the shows that were at that time slot, and that show was Batman. Batman was such a runaway success that it actually caused the Munsters more or less to get canceled. So in the final episode of the show, Eddie Munster has to go to school, and he has to give a presentation about his family. He has to give an essay, an oral report. So what is the name of the report that Eddie gives in that last episode called The Visit from the Teacher? If, and it was written in blood, too, by the way, because the teacher says, that's the strangest, that's the reddest ink I've ever seen. So if you know the name of that essay, and if you don't know it, you can Google it. It's not that hard to find. <laughs> we'll give you the other Seaport Inn prize back. The number is 508-996-0500, 1-877-996-1420, or email spookycrew at spookysouthcoast.com. And, uh, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> there we go. I was just laughing at the uh, the the get the person who won the won the first prize pack. Uh, once he revealed to me who he was, I want to know how he knew that that was the the answer to the question. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we take a break and we'll leave that question out there. What was the name of the essay that Eddie gave in the final episode of the Monsters? And when we come back, we'll have more here on Spooky South Coast. I surprised you with that. You did. <laughs> this show's going wonderfully. Fatness dented in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly goons from every tomb are closing to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Save that, man. I should have saved that. Save it. That fits in with your weak and weird story. Oh, that's true. 
It's all right. We'll talk about that later. Wait till you hear what we have lined up for you in the week in weird. It's uh, something you're not going to want to miss. It's happening, uh, what, the 20th? What's that? Is that the date on that, the 20th, I believe? I'm going I'm uh, to try and be part I of it. I think it was the 30th. Thirtieth. Oh, I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy on the thirtieth. That's uh, the live investigation show of uh, Ghost Adventures, which uh, sad to say, normally I don't watch Ghost Adventures. I've seen it a few times, but uh, Jeff Belanger is going to be involved with that episode, the live seven-hour ghost hunt. So uh, I definitely have to make sure I tune in that night because, you know, uh, Jeff Belanger and a live, a live television (laughs) crew is. That's a recipe for disaster. So I can't wait. I can't so you, wait to so see you've seen 30-odd minutes. <laughs> yeah, that show is great, by the way. If you are not watching 30-odd minutes, I, I highly recommend that you uh, that you check it out. You can go to 30oddminutes.com, 30oddminutes.com, ghostvillage.com. It's up there. It's on MySpace. Uh, and it's, uh, it's on many cable systems around, too, so keep an eye out for it. It's just it's great. It really is cool what they do there. And, of course, Matt Moniz is part of the Oddball crew over there, <laughs> along with Andy Lake and Sarah and a bunch of our friends uh, here from Spooky South Coast. And, and each week I watch because I want to see what kind of, you know, tomfoolery and hijinks take place. And then as an added benefit, there's also a lot of serious discussion about the paranormal, so yeah. you can learn a lot as well. And they, they cram a lot in 30 minutes. They do. And it's it's even though it's called 30-odd minutes, it's not – 30 odd minutes long it's literally only 30 minutes yeah. long it's just those minutes are odd so don't worry about it you can fit it into your day it's only a half an hour all right we have a call on the line why don't we take that because i've got a whole bunch of stuff here that we need to promote during the course of the night but if you'd like to call in 508-996-0500-1877-996-1420 did i get that right you did oh brand the brain <laughs> all right <laughs> good evening you're on spooky south coast how you doing Good, how are you? All right, we're spooktacular. Uh, did you get an answer yet? No, for the uh, for the question about uh, the name of the essay? Yes. No, we do not have an answer yet. Well, I was going to, first of all, the first answer I was going to say, I was almost positive, but I had a Google, I cheated and I Googled it to get the right answer because I was going to say my family, but it's my parents. Yep, my parents, you know, the, my parents, and there's a little bit more to it. Oh, nope. I don't know the rest of it. I'll tell you what, it's close enough for me. We're going to give it to you. Okay. The actual name of the uh, paper that he gave out is, um, where did I have it? I have it written down. Hold on. I want to make sure I say it completely correct. My Parents, an Average American Family. Oh, yeah, that, I, I, I didn't get that part. But. Ri- written in blood. So, hey. Yeah, no. written in blood. Cause I was going to say, I can't, I had it in my head because I, I, I did see the first runs of the monsters and, uh, I I said, oh, it's my family. I said, oh, I don't know. I don't trust that. And good thing I looked because it was my parents. Well, uh, so. you you are the winner. That's good. And uh, and and we know who this is because you're a regular call. If you can just do do us a favor during the news break, call back, sure. and uh, and we'll make sure that we get all your information down. We'll have the prize here for you at the studio. Okay, no problem. But you you are a big Monsters fan. I well I I used to watch it diligently every week and. I was a big fan of that, the Adams Family, all of them shows. But which one did you like better, the Monsters or the Adams Family? Actually, both of them. Well, I, I think I laughed more with uh, the Monsters. I mean, but I liked watching both of them, but I really did like the Monsters. You know, not to get too philosophical about things here, but the 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 Adamses were a a wealthy family. They were a little bit more upper class. Uh, and of course, they came from the Charles Adams cartoons that were in the New Yorker. So you're dealing with a more highbrow 
sensibility to that. The Munsters was more like the blue collar family, more like our own families. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah, right. they had all the same problems we have. They just, uh, you know, they were monsters. Yeah, I, I, if I was to pick one to watch, I would, I think I would have uh, had, you know, my choice of one to stay in the I think it would have been the monsters because I did, you know, I favored them a bit more. I read something years and years ago about how uh, the monsters and, and being, you know, the, the time that they aired during the 1960s, that the monsters could be considered an allegory for what the black family's struggle was like fitting in middle America during that time. And I don't think the writers got really that deep into what they were doing. I mean, I could see how somebody would make that connection, but... Uh, yeah, because that would have been kind of insult because people used to run from them and be scared. and Yeah, see, You know what I mean? So that wouldn't have been a good uh, comparison. No, but I mean, I can understand where they're, where they're coming from with the yeah. idea of the struggles to fit into society. But uh, what, what was brilliant about the monsters is that they really had no idea that they didn't fit in. Right, they just thought it was, they were normal. And, uh, but uh, do you remember, uh, obviously you must remember that, well, Al Lewis and uh, Fred Gwynn were from before that, right? Car 54, where are you? Yeah. Well, that was, I, I, I saw first ones of those shows also. <laughs> that was another TV Land favorite of mine when I was a kid, just for the Gunther Tootie. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 was, that was a good show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch TV much anymore because, I don't know, I, we've lost quite a bit in taste, I think. Well, you know I mean? Shows like this, you know, I mean, this is, The Monsters was a show that couldn't even really get made at first. It was uh, it was actually an idea that was put together by Bob Clampett, who you probably would recognize his name from uh, Looney Tunes work and Tom and Jerry, mm-hmm. a lot of animated stuff. And, and he's he brought this idea uh, to the network and said, you know, let's do this. And they originally wanted to do it as a, as a cartoon show. And uh, the network was like, oh, let's try and do it live action. And, and the, I guess the first pilot didn't really go over that well. Uh, they did some recasting, including bringing Butch Patrick in, and then the next thing you know, they had a hit on their hands. So, uh, those, uh, I like the over the uh, over time when they you could see they changed the look a bit, the, the makeup and because uh, Fred Gwynn at first was kind of uh, a little bit more somber. Little yeah, bit, it was a little, yeah. I guess a little more scary for the to the kids or whatever, and they they changed it after to a little, you know. A little more goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, uh, they were good shows because obviously they were because I mean, yeah. they've lasted quite a, quite a long time. We're still talking about them today, you know, 40-something oh. 40, 40 years later. Yeah, but uh, probably my favorite joke on the whole show was just the fact that they always teased Marilyn about being so ugly. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I actually, which one, I didn't, Pat Priest I thought was pretty, but I thought the other one was prettier. The first one, though, the, the one that was a... Uh, on the first, what was it, just the first few episodes, right? Right. I thought she was pretty. The Pat Priest was pretty, too, but I think the other one was, uh, even as a kid, I liked the other one better. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you ever saw the show that aired in syndication in the 80s, The Monsters Today. It was kind of like a remake of The Monsters. They, they brought them back 20 years later. Yeah. They did the same thing with that, Marilyn. They had a different Marilyn in the first episode and then switched to, to somebody else. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I, I maybe caught a couple. I really didn't pay attention to it much, but, you know, because it was kind of, I don't know. Sacrilegious, you know, bringing yeah. that back. But, uh, no, there were. Oh, I, I know what I was. I, uh, I emailed you. I don't know if you got, got that. But you must know about it now that um, they couldn't tell what that thing was in the water. Did you, did you see that? No, I don't know. I must not have received it. The email. Was some, I, I, can't, I don't remember where it was. And uh, they couldn't identify it. And if something was on the water, they, they got it on film. And. I, I think I sent you a link, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure if it... Uh, I know it was on there. You know how 
when you get AOL, the, the welcome page comes up. Yeah, and they give you like some news. Yeah. Yeah. What, what happens with my email is that the website email forwards to my personal account. Okay. So uh, if I go in and check the website email, I might actually find it in there. Sometimes yeah. they don't all forward. So well, there was uh, it was something in the water, and they so they couldn't identify it. And I said that was pretty. Uh, I I just you can't tell obviously because it doesn't surface. But they kept following it back and forth. And it just stood under the water. They they couldn't tell. Uh, they had no idea what it is. Well, I'll so, definitely uh, I'll definitely look into it. And uh, I'll see if Matt Moniz is on top of it too, because chances are, if it happened, he's heard about it. Yeah, I mean, it's they, they've showed it uh, a couple of times of that. And they like even today, tonight, they were showing the ones that was uh, it really is foolish looking. The chupacabra there, but they got it on display now. Well, oh, all yeah. of this looks like a coyote. I don't know if you saw that. No, but uh, speaking of displays, I can tell you that Lauren Coleman's museum is actually going to be opening up uh, in November. Oh, is that right? What, yeah, what? He, in Portland, Maine, he's actually uh, finally opened up his own museum where he can put his collection uh, on display. Oh. Uh, the actual opening date is November 1st, oh. and it's in downtown Portland. Uh, Lauren has 40,000 books that he's put into the museum, as well as uh, some of his personal items, uh, such as the Fiji mermaid, Bigfoot prints, and hair samples from Sasquatches, and okay. and all kinds of stuff. So, all right. Oh. All right. Cool. Well, thank all you. Right. Uh, just uh, give us a call back in a few minutes during the news break, and we'll take all your info down, and we'll leave the prize right here for you. All right, Tim. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Yeah, we are coming up on the news break, actually. And uh, when we come back in hour number two, We'll talk about some more Halloween happenings taking place. Uh, we'll also give you the week and weird, some of the strange stories that you may have missed. There, there was that one story, Matt. I don't know if you heard about it. There was that, no. that balloon and that kid. Oh, they thought yeah. the kid was in the balloon. I don't know if you heard about that. It kind of flew under the radar, no pun yeah. intended. <laughs> so I, I guess we'll offer up some commentary on that, too, being in the uh, unidentified flying object business that we are. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, I think it's a little bit more paranormal that somebody named their kid Falcon. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a variety of other things, uh, including, don't forget, next Saturday night from 8 to 1 a.m. is the Monster, uh, the Monster Party at the Seaport Inn. And before that, from 4 to 8, is a car show for all ages. The party is 21+. plus. Uh, but uh, you can go to seaportinnandmarina.com to find out more information or to get tickets. They're $15 in advance, $20 at the door. Uh, there's going to be Scarioke, the Abbey Normal Band, a costume contest, Scream Queen contest, and, of course, the star of the whole show, Butch Patrick, Eddie Munster. He'll be there. And uh, you can also get a special deal on a one-night stay and two event tickets, only $99 plus tax. So that's a good deal. You get to stay there. You get to go party. Uh, that's, you know, that's $40 worth of tickets right there. You get to go party, hang out, have a few drinks, and then you only got to go upstairs and, and stay in the room and... and you don't even have to travel home, so sounds like a good deal to me. What about you, Matt? I think it's a good deal. No, you have to come back and do the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be speaking of coming back into the show. We'll be back in just a few minutes to do the rest of the program, and uh, we'll talk with you. Don't forget, call in five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred one eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty. Those are the numbers to get a hold of us. Spooky crew at SpookySouthCoast.com if you want to email us. We'll be here again next week talking about the paranormal, and, of course, Halloween night we'll be here with our big spooky ghost story extravaganza. We're going to tell some spooky campfire stories. Uh, we're going to, it's, it's just going to be a good night to just turn the radio on, grab a blanket, maybe start a fire in the fireplace, and hang out and listen to the spooky stories that we have planned for you. Speaking of spooky, 
Here comes the news. We'll be right back with more here on Spooky South Coast. Spooky South Coast is back. Are you ready? I am ready. I am always ready. I have been ready. I am ready. Welcome back. Hour number two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Science advisor Matt Moniz is out at the Mass Mystery Weekend. We're going to check in with him in just a little bit, find out what was going on down there tonight, or up there in Watertown, Massachusetts. But, uh, you know, we we had kind of a hectic first hour. We had Wayne Morrison from the Rock for Christmas Foundation in here, helping us pr- promote this event that's coming up next Saturday night at the Seaport Inn. It's the Eddie Munster First Annual Car Show and Holiday Bash. As I mentioned before, the car show is from 4 to 8 p.m. for all ages. The Munster Party is from 8 to 1 a.m. That's for 21+. plus. They're going to have karaoke. They're going to have uh, a dancing with uh, the Abbey Normal Band. Costume contest, first prize, $500. That's a good deal. $500 first prize. Yeah. I've got some good ideas for costumes. <laughs> a Scream Queen contest, which, of course, I volunteered to help judge. Eddie Monster Lookalike Contest, plus much more. Tickets are on sale now. $15 in advance, $20 at the door. 508-997-1281 or visit seaportinandmarina.com for more information. Uh, and also, uh, special guests include Avana Cadaver from Macabre Theater. So there you go. And don't forget the Fright Night Hotel Special. It includes one night stay plus two event tickets. $99, $99.99 plus tax. So you can just... Yeah. Do the crawl after you're done partying. <laughs> so that is coming up next Saturday night. But this Saturday night, if you want to uh, head down, there's still an hour left down at the Seaport Inn with uh, Octopus's Garden, a tribute to the Beatles. It's a fundraiser. Tickets are $20. There's a cash bar. It's, uh, it's a benefit to support the District Fire Chief Gerald Nato Memorial Foundation uh, to help restore a fire engine to help carry fallen firefighters. So that's a great cause. Absolutely recommend that people get out there in the last hour and, and make a donation. And if you want to find out how you can make a donation otherwise, just go to the website, jerrynado.org, G-E-R-R-Y-N-A-D-E-A-U.org. And as we mentioned, of course, we'll have next month our Rock for Christmas Spectacular, which is uh, Wayne's going to come back and we're going to talk to uh, some of the acts that are performing here on the program, including Eddie Money, who uh, we spoke to last year and had a great time. You didn't get a chance to meet him at the rehearsal. You didn't get to come down to the rehearsal and, and, and meet him one-on-one, but he's just a super guy. And he really is dedicated, as, as Wayne is, of course, to, to helping the children, the needy, uh, in the holiday season. And, and when you put somebody like that together with somebody who's got a, a philanthropic mind like Wayne has, uh, you're putting two guys together that you know are going to get things done and make things happen. So that's actually going to happen December 4th at the Zyterian Theater in New Bedford. There's going to be a, a whole slew of acts, but, of course, Eddie Money being the headliner, 
and you get to see Wayne play bass, which is yeah. an added bonus. <laughs> and uh, but it, it's it's just a great event. We we fully support it, and and with it being in our own backyard, I can't imagine we won't be there, uh, at least in some form, and, and helping out. And you know us, we're not afraid to lug equipment or get people coffee or do whatever it takes to help. That's true. And we expect our audience yeah. to do whatever it takes to help by making donations to Rock for Christmas or by buying tickets. As, as Wayne said, they're affordable. They're twenty twenty five bucks. You know, it's a great price to see such a great show and to and to help out. Uh, just go to rockforchristmas.org, uh, rock r o c k four the number four xmas dot com, and you can go right on spookysouthcoast.com. It's linked up there as well. And uh, we're gonna try and you know we're gonna we're gonna see if we can. Solicit donations for them yep. in the next coming weeks. So we're gonna maybe cut some commercials, whatever we can do to help, you know, make sure that we get the uh, the word out. So, and uh, also during the break, I want to mention Matt Casa, our intrepid producer that he is, did a little research to find out why we might have been having trouble getting a hold of Butch Patrick, who was uh, doing some work down in Mexico this weekend. And Matt, what'd you find out? Uh, it seems that there's a uh, Category Five hurricane um, off the coast over. By Acapulco, Mexico. Uh, we're not sh- sure exactly if Butch Patrick is in that area, but if he is, that would explain a that lot. Would, that would be uh, no cell phone reception. We absolutely wish him the best, and, and hopefully everything's all right. Uh, hopefully he's okay, and, uh, and and he gets back soon, and and uh, is all right. I know that uh, you know a, a lot of times when even if you're not in the area where the hurricane is happening. Yeah. You know, it could be enough to screw up your cell phone reception so that, you know, you're not going to be able to, to make calls or receive calls. And and for all we know, he's probably stuck in an airport somewhere waiting out the storm. And so hopefully everything's cool, everything's okay, and, and he'll get back to us. Uh, you know, maybe next week we'll stop in on our way here. So there you go. Maybe you can <laughs> <laughs> meet us because, you know, it's it's way more important to meet us, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Go meet Eddie Monster. <laughs> Absolutely go meet Eddie Monster. So uh, we mentioned, too, before we took the news break that uh, Lauren Coleman's uh, Cryptozoology Museum is finally going to open in Portland, Maine on November 1st. And it's it's everything that Lauren has in his collection he's going to put in, in this uh, in this museum on display. And it's going to be open, you know, during the week. And you're going to have a chance to, to go in there and check it all out. Uh, I'm already thinking about, you know, donating Matt Moniz to the museum <laughs> as a permanent exhibit. You know, see the Bigfoot researcher live and in person. Because I'm just guessing he is the Bigfoot researcher who most resembles Sasquatch. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll talk to Matt Moniz in a little while. We'll give him some some guff about that as well. And uh, we have a number of other things that we want to talk about Halloween-related. Just so much stuff going on. But one thing that you can check out next Saturday night if you are in the Keene, New Hampshire area, the Colonial Theater Spooktacular will be taking place, curated by Saturday Fright Special, New Hampshire's first homegrown horror host show. The cornerstone of the event is a rare 35-millimeter screening of the 1960 Hammer Horror classic Brides of Dracula, starring Peter Cushing. Uh, the spectacular will also feature additional Hammer and other vintage monster movie trailers and other fearsome film goodies to Frightful Dimension. Horror DVD and t-shirt giveaways, as well as an original Brides of Dracula sketch from renowned artist S.R. Bissett, and signed copies of the Bissett Illustrated The Vermont Monster Guide and The Vermont Ghost Guide, a signed Monsters and Girls comic from Vermont artist Dennis St. John. Uh, 
The costume cast from Saturday Fright Special will be on hand to introduce the film, and live vampire brides will hand out free vampire fangs to the first 50 patrons. And uh, Mark Nelson is the uh, the Saturday Fright Special curator for the event. We had him on the show before uh, when they promoted the King Kong vs. Godzilla screening that they did back in April. But if you want to get involved in seeing this rare showing of Brides of Dracula at the Colonial Theater in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, you can just go to the Colonial Theater, uh, the Colonial.org, or give a call to the Colonial Box Office, 603-352-2033, or toll-free at 1-800-595-4849. Tickets are only $10 for general admission, so you get to meet Scarewolf himself, Mark Nelson, and the crew from Saturday Fright Special. That is next Saturday night. Now, taking a look here at the South Coast I'm just going to give a rundown just of some of the events that are going on, and then uh, we'll, we'll leave it up to people to they can go to the Standard Times website and find out more information about when these events are happening. But, of course, we have Boo at the Zoo going on at uh, the Buttonwood Park Zoo, and uh, that will be going on the 23rd through the 25th coming up and the 29th through the 30th. Just go to www.bpzoo.org or call 508-991-6178. The Spooky Run from the Greater New Bedford Track Club. It's their 31st annual fall road race on October 31st. Uh, to sign up, just go to jbrace.com, or you can call 508-994-7209, collectivesouls.org, if you want to attend the Halloween Magic Myths and Superstitions talk while brewing, uh, enjoying some witches brew and pumpkin pie. That's collectivesouls.org. That's coming up on October 27th. Uh, the House of Horrors from the Berwick Boys Foundation. I, I'm very familiar with the Berwick Boys Foundation and what they do. It's a great cause. They help, uh, you know, I guess you could say troubled kids. They they put them on this uh, camp, uh, this camp up in Maine, where they get to work uh, for a summer and, and learn learn trades. And Berwick.org is the website. Five eight six zero zero five nine. Those are just a few of the events. Of course, uh, Factory of Terror is going on in Fall River. Uh, the Swansea Mall has a number of events. Bog Fright Night, 80 Make Pieces Annual Scary Hayrides Through the Tihona Bog Hollow. It's happening next weekend, the 24th or the 26th. Uh, to find out more, you can call 508-295-5437. Just so many things going on. I actually saw something today, Matt, that was proof that, uh, if they are, al- if there are aliens, yep. they are, uh, not only are they intelligent, but they have a sense of humor. Because uh, it's a crop circle photo that looks like Stewie and Brian from Family Guy. Really? No, it's just it's a really? corn maze uh, <laughs> out in Danvers. Uh, there's a Connor farm, and uh, they they've actually gotten permission from Seth MacFarlane and Fox to they carve Brian and Stewie into this corn maze, and it says Family Guy, and it, it's really cool. Uh, That's but cool. it's uh, definitely worth checking that out too if you're if you're a Family Guy fan and you're a fan of getting lost in corn mazes. Which mm. I was actually in a cornfield this past week. It was not a maze. It was just regular straight lines, and I got lost. <laughs> so I can only imagine what it would be like to actually be in a maze of corn. Paranormal Activity came out to wide release Friday night. However, not in the New Bedford area. The closest, uh, the closest it is is in I Kingston. demanded it. Did you? I did. I demanded it. I demanded it for. I demanded it to be at the theater that's five minutes from my houses because <laughs> I didn't want to have to travel that far. But. Yep. It uh, it is definitely it's in worldwide release now, uh, well at least nationwide release. And uh, I get an inkling that if it does well enough, maybe next week we'll see it released at some more theaters, and it'll be in these local theaters in time for Halloween. But for right now, you can go to Kingston to see it. You can go to Randolph, Providence. There is a number of places where you can check that out for yourself. All right. 
<sighs> I think we promoted enough stuff for Halloween. Oh, wait, there's one more thing that we need to promote. What is that? Um, something. That's kind of important. It's important to us, anyway. It is. That would be uh, our investigators' night. That's it. Uh, next Sunday night <laughs> at the Quickishan Club in Fall River. That would be the 25th, Sunday the 25th. And it's going to start at 6 p.m. Uh, you're going to be able to park at the club. There's plenty of parking. Uh, you'll park at the club. You'll come in um, through the – I think through the, we'll do it through the front door. But uh, you'll come in at 6 o'clock. We'll sit down in the main dining hall. There will be a brief introductory introductory course to the paranormal. We'll run down with you exactly what it is because not everybody that's coming is going to be a seasoned investigator. We want seasoned investigators, certainly. But the idea of these investigators nights is to bring together seasoned investigators with newcomers to the field so that they can kind of learn from each other and learn new perspectives, learn new ideas. Uh, a lot of times these seasoned investigators will become hardened in the way that they do things. And by bringing a newcomer in and giving them a fresh perspective, it kind of says, oh, maybe I'll try doing things this way. That's a good, you know, it kind of yeah. just refreshes your uh, approach to the paranormal. So we're going to do that on the 25th. Uh, as I said, 6 p.m. start, you get the class, and then we just turn you loose. Really, it's, uh, it's three floors of uh, places to check out. and There's going to be so many nooks and crannies of that place All to right. explore, and I, we're going to fit 50 people in there comfortably. How many uh, How many rooms is there? Oh. There's, there's got to be at least 100. <laughs> I think you're uh, overshooting it a little Did bit. Did I shoot, overshoot it? I think you're overshooting it. Oh, 80? There's, there's probably, 80? probably no. 20, probably at least 20 different rooms. Um and I'm not including the kitchen oh. and the, the different rooms in the kitchen. And I was only there uh, for a little while, but I don't know. I don't think yeah. – w- without you there to guide me, I think I would have got lost. I got so. lost. <laughs> I got lost while I was guiding you. I think we're going to have to actually show up a little bit early because we're going to need to familiarize you with the layout. Yeah. And, and uh, we're just going to have to kind of set a plan of attack because as much as I'm thinking in my head about all the different rooms, I know we're going to get thrown curves. But uh, it, it's – it's going to be our first time doing an event there. We've done similar events at Lizzie Board and Bed and Breakfast, and we have plans of doing future events at other places. But you got to think, folks, too. Really, only one paranormal group has been into the Quickishan Club to investigate, DART, Dartmouth Anomalies Research Team, Eric and his group. They've been over there with the initial investigation a year ago, and then the follow-up investigation that they were kind enough to invite us and Wailing City Ghosts and Mike Markowitz and Greenville Paranormal Research, and we all got together and did a, a follow-up investigation. But really, I mean, it's, it's untapped territory in terms of what's going on. And I can tell you that uh, as far as we know, at least now, the dark guys will be there as well to help, uh, you know, share with you what they found and where the, some of the hot spots were, where uh, they get gathered activity. I can tell you now that if you go, whether you have experience, whether you just want to get into this, want to dip your toe into the water and see if it's for you, this is a good place to do it at because it's nothing overt, at least so far, nothing really uh, dangerous, nothing scary. It's just a chance to touch the paranormal and, and to experience it for yourself. And hopefully, Matt Cossie, you finally yeah. will have some sort of experience that makes you believe. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, we're, it's it's 50 tickets is what we're limiting it to. And uh, I, I talked to Dan Silva, the owner, and if we need to, there's a little bit of wiggle room to, to go over that if we have to. But uh, 50 tickets is, is the target number that we're going for right now. It's $50 a ticket. And uh, it, it's really, it's, I mean, for you're going to get the class and you're going to get about five hours worth of investigation. Pretty good. So you can't beat that. And, and to have the chance to be in a place where other 
teams and other investigators haven't been yet. It's almost virgin territory for paranormal investigation. So if you want to get involved, please contact me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com, as soon as possible so that we can get you on the list and make sure that you're in there. If you want, if you have an entire group, if there's, you know, 12 of you in your paranormal group, even more important that you get a hold of us soon so that we can make sure that we get you in there. If you have equipment and you have things that you want to bring, by all means, bring whatever it is that you want to bring. But just keep in mind that this event is for everybody. So it's not like you can take over a floor and say, okay, we're just going to take this floor over and nobody can come here. Everybody's got to work together and, and work and share. And that's, that's what makes it really interesting is when people have to share equipment, share ideas, share approaches. And, and I can tell you now that I've probably got evidence doing that in in other investigations where I wouldn't have gotten if that person wasn't there or if their equipment wasn't there. So it ends up working out well for everybody. And if you're looking for a way to get ready for Halloween, I can't think of a better one. Plus, the Quickishan Club is just awesome anyway. It Such is. a great building. <laughs> Paranormal aside, haunted aside, I mean, it's just a cool place to hang out. And I, I got a feeling that, you know, everybody that goes there and, and takes part in this investigation, they're going to seriously consider becoming a member after that. So. All right, well, again, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com, if you want to get involved, please get a hold of me as quickly as possible. I'm talking, like, right now, and at least reserve the spot. I mean, you don't you don't have to pay me right now. <laughs> you don't have to send a check with, with the email. You don't have to make a PayPal payment or anything, but if you can just let me know so I can put you on the list, and then we can work out the details from there. So, all right, that's all that. Now I think we're ready to get a little bit weird. More bad news. Well, I got a great show for you today. What's so wonderful? Ooh, yeah. I feel, I feel so very weird. <laughs> the Weekend Weird. It's about a system being developed that will allow people to communicate their thoughts to one another. The system developed by a team at the University of Southampton is said to be the first technology that would allow people to send thoughts, words, and images directly to the minds of others, particularly people with a disability, which I shouldn't have made that noise with saying that. It has also been hailed as the future of the Internet, which would provide a new way to communicate without the need for keyboards and telephones. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying for years that as everybody pretty much has a cell phone attached to their head, yeah. sooner or later, they're just going to put it inside of our head and we'll be able to access the internet and make calls and do everything. And this is pretty much what I was thinking. This could be useful for those who are locked into their bodies who can't speak and can't blink, said the lead scientist, Dr. Christopher James. The scientists claim the research proved it would, could eventually be possible to create a system where people sent messages through their thoughts alone, although they conceded it was many years away. Scientists use, quote, brain-computer interfacing a technique that allows computers to analyze brain signals that enable them to send messages formed by a person's brain signals through an Internet connection to another person's brain miles away. According to Dr. James, during transmission, two people were connected to electrodes that measure activity in specific parts of the brain. The first person generated a series of zeros and ones where they imagined moving their left arm for zero and right arm for one. After the, person, after the first person's computer recognizes the binary thoughts, it sends them to the Internet and then to the other person's PC. A lamp is then flashed at two different frequencies for one and zero, the times reported. The second person's brain signals are analyzed after staring at this lamp and the number sequence is picked up by a computer. It's not telepathy, Dr. James told the paper. 
There's no conscious thought forming in one person's head and another conscious thought appearing in another person's mind. The next experiments are to get that second person to be aware of the information that is being sent to them. For that, I need to get my thinking cap on, so to speak. So, well, sounds good. But yeah. Until it's actual telepathy, I don't care. <laughs> I want real telepathy. Now. now. Make it happen. <laughs> Mac Hossel, what do you have for us? All right. This is from the uh, telegraph.com. There. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but uh, Tweance, the first Twitter seance, aims to contact Michael Jackson. Tweance's online attempt to contact Michael Jackson beyond the grave is being billed as the world's first Twitter seance. The move is a paranormal publicity stunt by a fancy dress shop in central London. Jackson Jackson is the only one of the dead is not one of the only uh, dead celebrities that Tweonces hope to contact. The organizers, including psychic Jane Wallace, also have their spectral sights set on Patrick Swayze, Farrah Fawcett, both of whom who have died this year. The Twitterers, or Twitisons, as I like to call it can participate by making suggestions of other big late names they would like to contact via Twitter as as a seance takes place. Among Jackson, the Beatles, Elvis, and Hitler have all been suggested. Not all Twitterers are impressed, though, claiming that it's exploitative and wrong. The seance takes place on October 30th to participate. Sign up to... Angel's Fancy Dress Shop at Twitter.com. So, a online Twitter seance. A twance. I don't even know. I don't even know if that would work. I'll tell you what. I already know what Michael Jackson's gonna say. Hee <laughs> <laughs> Go see my film. This is it for two weeks only. He just wants people to buy his uh, unreleased single. Or. That's the one that's going to be on the soundtrack, right? Um, I think it, I think it got released already. I'm not sure. Well, I haven't heard it. I just think it's weird that he's been nominated for like so many American Music Awards. Yeah. Huh. Hey, I, I said it before though. He's uh, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame that it took something like that, like his death, to to make people appreciate his music again. That's true. Well, from the Winnipeg Free Press. The father of actor Dan Aykroyd announced Thursday that he will donate his research notes and his grandfather's journals on paranormal activity to the University of Manitoba. The actor has often said his inspiration for the blockbuster film Ghostbusters came from his family. His father, Peter, made the announcement in Toronto at the launch of his book, A History of Ghosts. The book features a foreword by Dan and mixes family tales with an introduction of terms like glossolalia, speaking in a language unknown to the speaker or listener, and clairambiance, the ability of a medium to experience a taste associated with the spirit. The university was not told of Peter's decision before the book launch, and has not yet heard directly from the family or received any of the material. However, Brian Hubner, archivist at the Archives and Special Collections Department of the university, said it is logical that Ackroyd would think to make the donation to the university. The archives here are world-renowned, Hubner said. Researchers come here because our collection of materials related to the paranormal is so interesting. The collection is the largest of its kind in Canada and features materials from well-known historic figures, including former Manitoba MLA Thomas Glendening Hamilton. 
He is best known for holding seances in his Winnipeg home in the 1900s. During these sessions, he took thousands of photo- photographs depicting ectoplasms, the term popularized by Ghostbusters that mean a spirit energy that comes out of a medium's body. Dan said he definitely believes that mediums exist and can communicate with the dead. What I do believe after reading this book is that there are people and have been people on this planet who can and are willingly able to submit to a control entity beyond this reality we live in, a control entity being another spirit, a spirit from the other side. Peter Aykroyd says he intends his collection to be available for public perusal. Photos from the archives were used in the recent film The Haunting in Connecticut. So there you go. The Aykroyd family continues to yeah. make donations to the paranormal. I, I'm fa- I did not realize that the University of Manitoba had a special collection about paranormal I had no uh, idea. research materials. So I, I think we need to make a, a trip to Manitoba. I think so. To Canada. Where is that? Hmm. Sorry, Canadian geography just stumps the hell out of me. <laughs> I can it's, find Montreal. It's north. North. Somewhere north. Somewhere north. In the great white north. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of other nice things to see in Canada, but I mean, if I'm going up there, I'm going up there just to see the the special collection of the, the Winnipeg uh, University of Manitoba there, because... Uh, like I said, I'm sure it's a great country, but I can't really think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head today. I, I definitely make sure you go to the capital at least, Toronto. Toronto's not the capital. <laughs> Again, as I said before, that's what they want you to think. That's here's what the, they want you. Here's the problem: is uh, we don't really know our Canadian geography, so yeah, I just know my Canadian bacon. <laughs> I think it's next next to Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. I don't know. Shall I read my story while you find that out? Uh, I'm like trying to look up Canadian geography just to try to figure out how long it would take us, but that's something we can do off the air. <laughs> All right. What what else do you have for us? All right. This is from uh, AWOL News. Baracula. A mask <laughs> depicting President Barack Obama as a vampire is among the political. Clyde Moniz isn't here for this one. I was I was thinking about buying this for him. <laughs> but uh, among the politically haunted headgear on sale for Halloween, at Halloween Express, the national chain of Halloween stores represent a growing market of costumes that play a, play on today's headlines. You could tell a lot. <laughs> You tell a lot about what what's going on in Washington by what costumes people are wearing, says John Maddock of uh, best of buycostumes.com, a major online customer. And we've accurately predicted the last three, the last six presidential elections based solely on mass sales. This time of year, people were buying. Uh, this time last year, people were buying uh, Barack Obama masks. And they were clearly outselling John McCain masks. Even so, it's hard to see how Obama supporters can interpret the sale of a pointy-eared, fang-toothed latex rendering of the president as a good thing. The staying power of Palin's costume, popular last year, still popular this year, might say something about the future of former Alaska governor. In comparison, the mask of fellow Republican Mitt Romney now haunts the 599 graveyard... (laughs) 
<laughs> where you'll you'll also find a Hillary Clinton mask. This oh, Halloween, those, are, those are like fifteen bucks at CVS. Yeah. <laughs> this Halloween belongs to Michael Jackson. Thriller zombies <laughs> were always big, but with his passing, they're even bigger now. Says Ben Armstrong of Haunted House Association. Jackson is just one of the many celebrities to pass away in the recent months, and he's not the only one who will return from the great beyond this Halloween. Costumies, uh, I guess that's a costume chain, offers directions to for a, a do-it-yourself Billy Mays outfit. I say I'm growing the Billy Mays beard back here. <laughs> Billy Mays here for Spooky's own Ghost. And if you make a giant mess constructing your costume, there's probably a Billy Mays project product to help you clean it up. Chipotle way. Chipotle way. Hey, I looked up on my phone. I tried to get directions to uh, Canada. Yep. And here's what it told me. <laughs> North. <laughs> no. <laughs> just follow this out. <laughs> out of nowhere, I just I type in directions to Canada. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Well, that'll do it for the Week and Weird. Well, before we get out of the Week and Weird, Matt, your thoughts on Crazy Balloon Kid? Um, the kid himself. I think well, just a just... crazy balloon kid story. Yeah, that's cool. Cool on that. I, th- I think they should send the bill to the dad. They should. Yeah. Definitely. Although some media outlet will be happy to help him pay for it I... because they'll get some interview with him. I don't understand how he thought. Like, uh, I don't know if he was just sitting on the couch one day and been like, mm. you know what? This is perfect. This idea. This is gonna. Mm. This is gonna do it. I've been <laughs> on wipe swap. Wife swap twice. Hmm. Which, by the way, I mean, I don't watch the show, so I don't know the circumstances behind it. But really, if you're on wife swap twice, yeah. doesn't that just kind of indicate that maybe there's something wrong with your marriage? <laughs> I, uh, like, the first time is fun. The second time, it's just freaky. <laughs> now you'll like it. I know he he was kind of entertaining on that show. I think was he? You watched it? Um, I I caught it a couple times. There was one time where he broke out. With his wife, I don't know if, when they swap. Is it is it still a wife? I don't know. Uh, fighting with her, whipped out a harmonica and started. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't it, it was like a, a crazy harmonica rant. This, this guy's crazy. Obviously, <laughs> he, there's, there's something wrong with the guy, right? But you know what I mean. But I could just see where this story would have gone if there hadn't been a little boy associated with it. It would have been a UFO story. That's true. Had there not been people looking for the for the little boy and he just launched this thing, it would have been a UFO story, you know. But then, of course, he wouldn't have to get all the uh, authorities involved and probably DYS because I don't think you should be telling your kid to hang out in a box in the attic. But hey, what do I know? All right, that does it for the week and weird for this week. Uh, if you have a story you'd like to send to us, just go to spookysouthcoast.com, click on the forum tab. Go to the Week and Weird thread and drop the story right in there. If we read it on the air, you'll get a spooky South Coast bumper sticker. At Kennedy host Wife Swamp? Apparently. Awesome. Yeah. I should watch that show. I love Kennedy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. We'll check in with Matt Moniz out at the Mass Mystery Weekend. When we come back, if you want to call in and share your thoughts on the paranormal, 508-996-0500-1877-996-1420. We'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast.
needs a seat. That's where I am. More needs a seat. That's uh, sniffing my butt with <laughs> with Moniz's seat. All right. Speaking of Moniz, Matt Moniz joins us on the phone line now. He's uh, hanging out at the Mass Mystery Weekend. They had the UFO show last night and the Monster Mash tonight and the big mystery tour tomorrow. Uh, Matt, how are yeah. you? How, how, how's it going? It's been a very busy couple of days. Tons of people. The largest turnout we've had in uh, the history of the Mass Monster Mash and UFO show. Excellent, excellent. And uh, we got we got the phone line ringing here. Uh, should we take this call? Uh, that's entirely up to you. <laughs> we'll take it. Okay, ready? Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Uh, my name is Jeff, and I want to know if I'm the fifth caller. Did I win tickets? You, you actually won a Seaport Inn prize pack. <laughs> oh, great. You got a hat, a T-shirt, and a travel mug, and a bag. Oh, that's awesome. You know what's funny? I'm out in front of the same bar as Matt Moniz. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, we're we're co-hosting from this uh from this bar. <laughs> the two of you guys two of you guys in front of a bar only a half an hour after an event ends? I can't imagine that. You know what what's really funny is that we're not in the bar. <laughs> well you were when I called. Wait, oh you know what? No, let's go inside. Let's see if we can pull this off. It's gonna be loud. But uh this should be good radio. Yeah, it's a, wouldn't be the first time, believe me. Yeah. So uh yeah, so the Mass Monster Mash was great. Oh, well, reception. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is who, this great radio or what? There you go. Who Who are some of the people that you uh, you took out for drinks with you? Yeah, no, it was it really was a great event, and uh, a lot of people are here having a uh, a cool down cocktail. But that's, you know that's a, that's these things and. Uh, have some fun. Well deserved, and, and as yes. Matt, Matt was Matt was saying, it was the biggest turnout ever. Yeah, no, it was a good crowd. It really was. And you know, it's a great event. All these things are fun to do, and uh, you know, wish you guys could have been there, but you know, Matt's here. We we got plenty of plugs in for Spooky South Coast. Well, thank you very much for that. We need all the help we can get. Of course, of course. Are you kidding? We were uh, we were going to have uh, Butch Patrick, uh, Eddie Munster, was yeah. actually going to be here in the studio with us tonight, but. Uh, he ended what up. Did he lose a bet? No, he, no, no. He uh, he's had he has something coming up here in Fairhaven next Saturday night. But uh, he actually uh, he's in Mexico doing some business down there, and I guess a Category Five hurricane hit. Ah, so what's that's, his excuse? Well, that's the first time we've ever had somebody uh, not show up on the show that actually had a valid excuse. <laughs> 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 Normally, nice. it's like I fell asleep, I forgot. Spooky who? You know, that's, that's usually what we hear. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell is this? Yeah, but, no, that's uh, good. Yeah, so I guess a hurricane. I hope he's all right, but we give him we give him a pass on that one. Yeah, right on, guys. Jeff, you must have a whole bunch of stuff coming up over the next couple weeks. Yeah, no, man. I'll, it's uh, there's a lot of you know, a lot, it's that time of year, you know, where where we get the spotlight, and so we're gonna have fun with it. But um, yeah, probably the biggest thing is uh, on October 30th, live on the Travel Channel, I'll be on uh, the Ghost Adventure Show. Live at the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Weston, West Virginia, from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. You can uh, you can watch us on TV, you can watch us online and interact. It should be a huge production. I'm really psyched to be a part of it. Oh, and we'll definitely be tuning in because, as, as I said to Matt Costa earlier, Jeff Belanger and a live camera. I don't think I can miss that. No, I know, really. I'll be like, you know, because it's live. I'm going to be like, listen, uh, before we get started, I'd like to say, listen to Spooky South Coast. What's up, Tim? What's up, Matt? What's up, Matt? <laughs> Yeah. I, 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 what are you gonna do? It's live. 
I give you the same uh, the same rate that I give Chris Balzano when he made his coast to coast appearance the other night. Twenty yeah. twenty dollars per mention. Wow, boy, and uh, <laughs> and and in my career, <laughs> that's worth twenty bucks easy. Hey, it's better than the original. The original deal was a steak dinner. So. Oh, nice. But then, uh, you know, the economy took a turn for the worse, and people needed more incentive. Yeah, no, yeah. no, seriously though, it should it should be great. Uh, I, I'm excited to to see what happens with the Ghost Adventures crew when there's more people added into the mix, and and, yeah. and see no, what it, goes you on. Know, it's something we've been, you know, people don't realize this. We've been working on this since the summer. You know, researching, uh, you know, getting all the history, the witnesses together, all that stuff. We've been working on this building left and right, up and down, and so to be there and and and. Doing it live, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. But of course, just to be on the safe side, is it a seven second or fourteen second delay? <laughs> I have no idea. They haven't told us yet. Because we operate on a fourteen second. Sometimes it's not enough for us. Well, you know, if Matt and I both start swearing for fourteen straight seconds, uh, eventually you're going to that well, dump button will run out, right? That's that's just good radio. That, <laughs> that'll drive up the rating. So now tomorrow is the mystery tour. Uh, do, do either guy, either of you guys, know if there's still spots available on the bus, or has it been filled? There out? are like two spots available. Literally, all right. So you better at, get down to wherever bar you guys checked, are at. Yeah. Better get down to whatever bar you're at and and pay Horrigan cash. Right. Because hey. uh, it's filling up. So hey guys, awesome talking to you. Uh, I definitely want to come back in soon, and you know. Have the usual party. I'm going to head back inside. It's cold out. Okay. All right. Take care, dude. Warm up. Take it easy. See ya. Bye. I'm still here, though. Yeah, we're going to keep you on because, you know, it's your show. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but we, and we, I forgot to, to mention to Jeff earlier, we were plugging the, uh, the Rock for Christmas album that's coming out that has, uh, My Christmas Tree is Haunted on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you wrote that. Yeah. So that's going to be, uh, that's going to be big time exposure for, for him to actually be signed to a, to a record deal for one song. And we'll try not to let it go to his head. Absolutely. And uh, this is this is a show that we've been kind of spending a lot of time talking about some of the Halloween events that are going on, and we've been talking about some of the, the charity events that are going on. And uh, what a lot of people don't realize, Matt, is that in addition to being a, a paranormal investigator, you do a lot of work with a lot of charity events and a lot of different things that are going on. You're always lending hand, lending a hand wherever you can. And I oh, just, yeah. I figured... No, we never really give you recognition for that. So I figured now, you know, since we're only a few minutes away from the end of a show, <laughs> it's the time to <laughs> recognize you for your efforts. But I mean, just what you've done this weekend, going down there and helping out with the mystery weekend, uh, and, and and taking part in, in all the different things that you do. And I, I don't know if everybody says thank you to you all the time, but let me say it for them if they don't. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, I I try and help the unfortunate wherever I can. I've done work for the homeless, cancer victims. You know. Uh, any type of charity, anybody that needs my help, I reach out and try and help as best I can because I look at it this way. It's karma. Mm -hmm. I try and help people out, and people, when they can, if I need it, they try and help me. So that's how it's all supposed to work. If everybody did a little something like that, this world would be a little bit better, in my opinion. And, you know, this is kind of like our Christmas season. You know, this is when we can get out there and we can help try to make a difference and I think one of the things about the Mystery Weekend is it does make a difference to to have these people come together in this area where the paranormal is so strong and where we have such a strong community where everybody seems to be friends with everybody. Everybody seems to work together well, which doesn't happen in other places. Uh, the fact that you guys all get together and you get to be there and show the public that this is how it should work when it works right. I mean, the, 
the Monster Mash and uh, the UFO show is a great blending of all forms of paranormal. You have ghost people, cryptozoology people, UFO people, and they're all having a great time sharing things together and learning from each other. Things like this is, I, I think it's going to be a bigger thing in uh, the future. You're going to see a lot more things like this. Uh, a lot of uh, what what you would call a shotgun approach to the paranormal conventions, where it won't be just one type. It'll be a combination of all, which is uh, not a bad thing. No, I mean, and and there's gonna, as I said, there's gonna be more of a spotlight on the paranormal. You know, in in the future, and they're going to see a lot more of these TV shows coming up. And there's a new one debuting next weekend, uh, Extreme Paranormal, and mm-hmm. on A and E. And there's you know the celebrity ghost stories and all this stuff coming up. And as as much as the public becomes more aware of what's going on, you know, it helps that there can be a good side of of all these stories that they hear. And there's there's interesting things that always happen in this field from a a behind the scenes perspective and. Uh, there's definitely a push on, as we've discussed, you and I and, and Matt Costa off the air, there's definitely a push on right now for people who are kind of being watchdogs of the paranormal and not letting people get away with things anymore, which is which is good. But it can also lead to a lot of the fighting, and, and I'm glad that you know the, the Mystery Weekend doesn't have to succumb to any of that. No, and it's been a great group of people, you know, people like Lauren Coleman, Peter Robbins this year, and uh, just... Belanger and Balzano, and you know, it, it was a great group of people, and the crowd enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, w- with the uh, the UFO show, I mean, are you seeing that it, it kind of went from being an original? Originally, it was kind of just a, a MUFON type crowd. It was the real hardcore people that are into the UFO field. And now, is it more of a general audience? Do you think it was definitely a general audience? I mean, we put up a couple of signs and. Good one third of the people just came in because they saw the sign and nice. just wanted to know more. And nice. actually, they were the people that uh, really asked a lot of the really good questions. Believe it or not. Well, I'm glad that uh, everything went well for John and Tim, and wish everybody our best. Say hello to everyone, and and let them know that the doors here are always open for them. It doesn't just have to be Halloween time. You got it. All right, take it easy, Matt. I'll talk to you soon. All right, have a good one, guys. All right, you Bye. too. That is Matt Moniz up at the Mass Mystery Weekend, the event put on by John Horrigan and, and Tim Banal helping him out. And it's just, you know, I, I'm, I wish I could have been there. I wish I had known, you know, that the Red Sox were going to be out and we could have actually made arrangements to broadcast yep. from up there because it is such a great time to get everybody together. I mean, you got Chris Balzano up from Florida, yep. which uh, only happens once a year now. <laughs> and, uh, and as you said, Jeff Belanger's there, Nick Redfern, Lauren Coleman, Peter Robbins. I mean, it's just it's a it's a who's who of people who they might not be the people that you see every time you turn around, turn on a a paranormal program on television, sure. but these are the people that you need to know about and the people that you need to listen to. And, and Chris had a big spot on Coast to Coast AM this past week, and he did a great job getting the word out about the Bridgewater Triangle, about the Puckwudgies, about everything that goes on in our little neck of the woods. So the focus is going to quickly be turned on to this area. And uh, the, I think the world paranormal community is going to know a lot more about us coming up soon. So we have uh, we have good people leading the way, and right now we're going to lead the way into the end of the show. Any more comments on bubble on Balloon Boy? <laughs> um, you seemed really fired up about it earlier, yeah. and it just aside from the fact that instead of naming him Falcon, they should have named him TNT. There you go. Blow up his spot. There you TV. go. I saw where you were going with that. 
Yeah, he did. He blew up his dad's car. That was... yeah. <laughs> Dad, you told me to show the TV show. That's what I'm going to start using as my excuse from now on, from whenever I screw up. Be like, Matt, you told me it was for the radio show. <laughs> All right, one more time. We want to remind everybody, Halloween 2009, the Seaport Inn presents Eddie Munster's first annual car show and holiday bash. Coming up next Saturday, uh, the car show is from 4 to 8 for all ages, and then the Munster party is from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. for 21+. plus. Uh, you can also sing to Skarioki, dance to the Abbey Normal Band, costume contest, first prize is $500, Scream Queen contest, Eddie Monster Lookalike contest, and much more. Tickets are $15 in advance, $20 at the door. Call 997-1281 or visit seaportinandmarina.com for your chance to meet Butch Patrick, the real Eddie Monster. He's going to be there. I don't know if he's bringing Woof Woof. I don't know if he still has the doll, but uh, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie Munster himself, Butch Patrick, will be at the Seaport Inn next Saturday night, so don't miss that. And We're going to try and get him uh, in a bunch of different little places where he can pop up around the South Coast area, so stay tuned for that. We'll have all the news on SpookySouthCoast.com as it becomes available there. And don't forget, too, email me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com, if you want to get in on this Paranormal Investigators Night at the Quickishan Club in Fall River next Sunday, the 25th. $50 ticket. Limited to only 50 spots, so if you or your group want to get in, please let me know right away. Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com. All right, well then, until next week when we will be here right at 10 o'clock or 10.06, uh, we'll be here to uh, talk about the paranormal, and uh, we've got some interesting guests lined up that we can we can get on board now that we know there won't be a baseball game. So uh, there's going to be all kinds of shows coming up in November and December that you are not going to want to miss, including our big Halloween Spooktacular, our yep. big Halloween ghost stories. We're going to be in here just telling campfire ghost stories. It's going to be just a night to turn on the radio and listen and enjoy it while you're having your Halloween party, whatever's going on, or while you're gorging yourself on candy. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> until next week, for Matt Moniz, for Matt Costa, I'm Tim Weisberg. We want you all to stay spooktacular. Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. The supernaturalist. Some people are just supposed to have it, but it doesn't. If you don't.